Hi hi and welcome to Puzzle Home. Hello everyone. Okay, so I actually didn't have a topic for today's episode, but I think because of a certain hap- a certain I kind of uh, uh, reminded me of a lot of other instances of this particular subject and this is why I wanted to address it in my podcast um, also just like a note uh, I'm not trying to shame anyone or point fingers at people um, if they're invested in this kind of topic but I'm just trying to understand and bridge like what is okay and what is not healthy uh, regarding this topic and this topic uh, is about uh, sexual sexualization of things uh, this is why I, th- um, I wanted to talk about and about sexual explicitness in general uh, on the internet and everyday life so yeah, I think I'll start with what actually reminded me of this topic today. So I was uh, scrolling on Facebook and uh, I followed this page called Liminal Spaces on Facebook. And it's about people posting pictures that are liminal. And liminal means it's like transcending, it's like an in-between kind of feeling. It's kind of like if you look at uh, pictures of empty malls or... Uh, places that can be a little bit creepy and nostalgic or even places that you think you saw in your dreams so it's kind of they replicate the kind of dreamy nostalgic creepy kind of environment and it's something I've always liked uh, and I never knew what it was called until only recently so I was really glad I found that Facebook page and I really like a lot of the photos that people post it kind of gives me I guess like a endorphin what's it called when you feel happy so yeah it, it's it, it, it gives me that kind of feeling so and i saw there was this new post made in the group liminal spaces and it was about like this very foggy mangrovey area or something in the philippines if i'm not wrong i don't remember the country but it looked really nice and really mystical but then there was this comment, and sometimes I'll look at comments, right, just to see also sometimes people like bring up really interesting references to pictures they, uh, the pictures that people post, either to a dream, either to like a video game even, and uh, but then there was this one comment that said, uh, it said something like, oh, it's a cum lake, and that just really, it kind of really spoiled it, the whole picture. Because, like, I really felt like I was really unhappy, basically, when they posted that comment. Because, like, okay, I understand if certain images trigger a certain dirty image in your mind. Okay, but don't comment on that photo that's really doesn't indicate or signify anything sexual. Like, comment something that reminds you of something sexual you thought of openly to people. To public. When people are just trying to enjoy a nice nature photo. Like, don't do that. They really kind of ruined that picture for me. And I ended up commenting because I rarely reply to comments. Because I don't like drama. I don't like to 
enforce my opinion if I feel like, you know, I, I can just like forget about that incident happening. But I really felt the need to comment back to this person and I had to say, can we please not over-sexualize things openly or just keep it to yourself, thanks. Another person liked my comment and there are a few people who liked that comment. Uh, they were like laughing at it, hearting it. Okay, understandably there are people who find it funny and can reference it and honestly like I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. Like there are certain pictures that I actually purposely posted purposely because it really hints at that innuendo, that sexual innuendo or that sexual object. Then I understand, yes, but not on photos that really do not do that, you know? So that pisses me off and that's the thing, I feel like it's something that has always been around but I just feel like nowadays it's also becoming even more prominent. How people are must comment something dirty under like a very normal innocent photo that does not that does not post it to imply anything and that pisses me off because i don't want to look at everyday objects or nature and think of something sexual i really don't want sexual thoughts to be something that proliferates and exists in my life every day like i am not comfortable with that idea yeah, sometimes it happens and sometimes you can laugh it off, but it's not something that should- I feel like it's not normal, it's not healthy when that's all someone thinks about. Everything they see, they have to reference it to something, to to coitus, or they have to ref uh, coitus means sex, by the way. Or they have to reference it to, um, to a penis, you know, it's, it's, it's not- it's- or a vagina and all of that, it's just- it's really unpleasant when it's occurring so often like this uh, and especially on the internet where there are people of all ages right even people who are still so young and impressionable and they read into these comments and they learn what these comments mean and then they start to look at everything in that way because that's the age where they are hormonal uh, the it's easy for them to kind of get into this I mean I know it myself because there was definitely when I was younger there was a period of time where like I, I felt like I was crushing on every guy I met and I was uh, having these sexual thoughts as you'd say like daily in that sense but like it's I understand if like it's that kind of phase right it's like that period of time where it's like suddenly feel that emotion and that feeling and you feel it like it's overwhelming because like you're new to it, your body's exploring that and that's what happens. But when like adults comment that, like, I mean, I understand there are adults and there are people in general who are more sexual than others, right? And that's why some of them might have more sexual thoughts or maybe it's just uh, not necessarily have to influence their thoughts. Maybe it's just the way they relieve stress and it's their lifestyle. So, uh, how I said in the beginning of this podcast, like, I'm not trying to shame anyone or kink shame. I'm not trying to point these people out and say, oh, you're wrong, you're disgusting, like, you should not, like, comment these kind of things at all. Like, no, like, I understand there are certain instances where you can, you know, like, there is a whole community of people, uh, 
who like to talk about uh, sexual things and share it within themselves, these innuendos or these photos, and that's understandable. Like, I'm not saying anything about you guys, but when it comes to just, like, I really feel like these people have to just keep certain things to themselves when they're commenting on, like, everyday photos, you know, like, out outside of their community, you know, because, like, don't taint everyone else's impression of that picture. Some people might say, oh, just ignore my comment, like, why are you letting it affect you so much? Because, like, it can be hard to unsee something once you say something about that f picture, right? Just like the example I brought up earlier. And there's also one thing I'd like to point out and uh, which I know is very hard to control and it's uh, something that affects everyone who, y who has access to the internet. And that's, yeah, just um, the general sexual explicitness sometimes. I'm really not talking about uh, this particular incident anymore. I'm moving on now to just the general sexual explicitness that's going on on the internet, in the world, in this, in our songs, in our movies, etc, etc. I'm gonna bring up good and bad examples, right? Uh, because there, I'm not gonna try and make it a black or white kind of thing. Uh, I'm not here to do that. I'm trying to be respectful to everyone and... But there are certain things I just wanna highlight where, where, you know, it's just, I feel like it should be addressed and it shouldn't just be swept under the carpet. So when I was younger, like I said, and uh, I actually got my first iPhone, like proper access to the internet when I was in primary, uh, actually was it one or two? Yeah, but I remember getting it like, I mean, I don't know what's like the average age kids get their like internet phones, phones with the internet, I guess primary school is considered like quite normal in Singapore at least because uh, especially now like in a modern context like I think like that's very normal I mean when I was younger back like in the early 2000s I am not very sure when exactly parents gave their children phones with internet but I remember having a flip phone like in primary school for a period of time before like my dad felt like oh okay like he can he should get he should get the new the very first iPhone for me. Was the very first iPhone the 3GS? Actually it might not be, maybe there was like an earlier one. But I just remember like, I got the iPhone 3GS, like that was the very first uh, internet phone I had. Yeah, and once I got the, that phone, um, I became addicted to it quite easily. Like once I started to explore what that phone can offer, things like online games. I mean, I've always been interested in uh, mobile games, like on the flip phone, you know, Snake, Tetris, like I was always invested in that and etc. But then, you know how phones like iPhone, they also have additional features like YouTube, social media, you know, that's where you start to explore all of these kind of things. I think initially, like I really only played games on that phone and then consecutively I moved on to YouTube watching all kinds of videos that popped up because when you're new to YouTube as like a kid and you don't have child filter I don't know if they had that filter on in the early 2000s when the first 
internet phones came out but my, or, or like my parents didn't know but like I didn't have any child filter on or anything so I was literally exposed to anything on the internet so I feel like there were certain instances certain things I accidentally saw when I was in primary school that I was really too young to see and one story I can t tell you guys about is how I think I was in primary 4 or 5 I wasn't that young it was I was primary 4 or 5 7, 8, 9, like, t yeah, 10, around 10, 11. Actually, I feel like that's already, like, a age where kids start to get to know about these kind of things. Like, I feel like that's quite normal. Yeah, but I'm uh, just gonna uh, say how I accidentally actually stumbled upon a porn site. So that was when I was in school, and I was b being very immature. And I decided, ooh, what's funny, you know, let's, uh, I'll go to p.com. And apparently it was a kink porn site based on like people peeing on each other and yeah, basically anything revolving around peeing. Uh, yeah, so of course at that age I was kind of looking at it with m mild curiosity. <laughs> My mom sneezed. Uh, mild curiosity and also disgust and also just surprise and shock like it was just something so unusual to me uh like things like being so openly nude i'm not gonna go into too many details like i just i don't want to but yeah it was i didn't just look like i entered the site and i didn't just look and like immediately exit like i actually scrolled down for a bit i'm like what is this because i was a very curious child and i if i found something i will investigate a bit further <laughs> but Thankfully, I didn't watch any videos, I think, on that side. It was just photos or something, or like the thumbnail. Yeah, I didn't want to actually watch anything on it. Or maybe I did. I don't remember, but it was very vague kind of memory. And like, I exited that site and I think I somehow was smart enough to like clear my browsing history or something. But yeah, I just knew it was something that's wrong uh, that I shouldn't be looking at. Uh, so yeah, I removed that from- I tried to remove that from my head. <laughs> I mean, it's only when I, like, remember it or, like, I talk about this topic, then it comes into my head. It's not something like, oh, that scarred me so much. Like, no, it didn't. It really didn't. Actually, after that instance, like, I never accidentally stumbled upon porn after that. I guess I, I just thought, okay, I shouldn't be stupid and search up these kind of websites anymore. <laughs> but I think, I, like, after a period of time, I tried searching that out again out of curiosity if it still existed. And no, that they removed that site down which is good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess there are people who are into that and sure, but it's just, I'm just saying from the perspective of a 10 year old, yeah, I shouldn't have uh, found out about that. And just generally also just the thing about porn sites, right? Sorry if you guys can hear people in the background. Uh, we have a guest over and stuff. The thing about uh, these explicit sites is that Actually, although Singapore claims to have like banned a lot of like porn sites, there are still a certain few that are available. And I mean, people have their needs and stuff, and there are people who watch this for stress relief and their own personal desires. Okay. But it's just really simple for kids in primary school to access these kind of sites as well. And some of you can make that argument, um, which is like, oh, you know, 
people will eventually find out about these things anyway. Like, so what if they find out about it a bit younger than they should? Like, whatever. Like, really, it's not whatever. I mean, it highly depends on the person, really. Like, there are some kids who can stumble upon this content and be like me, like, disgusted and then click it away and not return to it again. Then there are some kids who will get into it. And they may not be able to control themselves or learn to control themselves with these kind of newfound desires. And they get addicted to porn, they get addicted to masturbating and all that. And which is really unhealthy uh, with that kind of mindset very young. Because then what if like they go into it into adulthood and that's where it can get much more serious. But then, of course, there are also cases like where parents find out and then like the child might go to counseling if it gets bad and like they they learn to control themselves, right, in that sense. But I just, um, based on my experience as a kid and also a lot of things I saw on social media young and on YouTube on that sense, like um, being actually... Yeah, the fact that this kind of sexual content was so prominent around social media, even in windows, even in hints. Like, you start to pick up all of these little things when you're in primary school and secondary school. And secondary school is still okay, like, you're already kind of at the age you're a bit more mature to handle this kind of content. Uh, yeah, just I'm just more concerned about in primary school when you're still that that kind of age. You're still not a teen yet, you know? And uh, it has affected me. It really has affected me throughout my whole life. Like the way I have looked at things. Yes, my mind is tainted. I have been corrupted since primary school. Um, but generally, I mean, as many of you all know, I am asexual. Uh, but I didn't know that, of course. I only knew that when I was 18. Uh, but I... I, mean, I guess I'm glad that I never, uh, because of this content, I didn't develop like a very, like, tainted way of looking at everything. Like I could still, you know, live my day to day and not be thinking about like, like or like looking at things in a dirty way like all the time. Like I'm really glad that wasn't the case. Like I was still looking at everything very normally. And yes, there will be certain instances, and of course, yeah. But it's not something that like can be considered bad or like to an unhealthy amount that's what I'm trying to say so that's why I get quite concerned about how like kids uh, nowadays really are using the internet so much or being uh, exposed to all of this but I mean nowadays adults are more educated right on how to like filter off certain things to their kids uh, the child filters or putting like locks on stuff and but then I think there's still a considerable amount who don't really care and all that I mean eventually we will like I like like I said and like a lot of you may argue we're, we're gonna end up like tainted and corrupted about uh, with all the sexualness in the world and that's very true but I really think that uh, it, uh, really to try to avoid it when you're still a kid, like in primary school. Because there are certain instances where I think about something or I look at something and then immediately a dirty thought comes to my head and then I'm just like, oh man, I feel 
bad like i feel guilty i feel like why do i have to sexualize this why does my brain sexualize this very normal object and i hate it i hate that it happens and it's really all because on social media i've since i was a child i've been exposed to that kind of influence um definitely as a teen like you as i said you're a bit more mature in handling this kind of content and you don't let it affect you as much so i feel like when you enter that kind of world as a teen it's still okay but as a child it, it's it's gonna kind of i guess affect you a bit more of course definitely like uh it may not be the case with everyone like i say but it's just the case with me right uh not only just on social media um it's just this sexualness it's all around us you know it can be in the family like uh, there are sexually driven parents i'm pretty sure and it, it's also on our tvs in our advertising even on social media or youtube like i mean advertisements are usually quite okay but i mean i also realize actually like companies like durex or a condom company like they are being more open with their marketing. I feel like last time when I was a child, like these kind of things were quite hidden from us. Uh, but now, like, they're really... Because I feel like right now... Um, there, okay, there's also this argument, let me say. Because um, now, since people know that this kind of sexualness is much more... Uh, like people like younger and younger kids like kids who are very young are already discovering a lot of these kind of things right or even kids who are still oblivious to it but uh might end up you know getting into that situation and not knowing it and you know like having cases of like child harassment and molestation and everything and then only finding out it's bad like when they're educated on it so i actually really support like sexual education young Honestly, like, I say things like, oh, uh, you know, it's really good, it's, it would be much better if kids are not exposed to any of that until they reach secondary school, like, teenage. But it's really something we can't control, really. Like, you see, for me, it's really, a lot of these things I accidentally found out, and I was uh, affected. So I do think it's good that people want to introduce sexual education now in primary school, so that at least children will be able to identify rights and wrongs about this um not be so impressionable about it know a bit more about it at least able to protect themselves and be more in control of this kind of uh topic so i think that's definitely good right and being educated of course so that they know if like they are being molested or attempted to be molested or harassed so i fully support that and then there's also, people are now talking about this show, I, I didn't watch the show, uh, sex, sex Education. And a lot of them saying that it's good because it actually educates and uh, there are very good things they talk about in that show about safety, about how do you approach this, how do you approach sex and your own uh, pleasures and all of that. Um, I didn't watch this, I'm just basing it off what people have said about the show and, and they liked it and they think it's good. And I guess, in that sense, TV shows can make a good positive influence or like a the change in the way people see that topic. I, uh, introducing it in a good way, hopefully, to even kids. Uh, yeah. But then, there's still a lot of <laughs> uh, 
aspects on the internet and everyday life where it's still gonna negatively might might negatively influence children uh in the sense i mean make them addicted or let them have these thoughts way too young because these thoughts sometimes when they are overwhelming you in the day-to-day it can really affect everything you do like for me i know it because even while i was studying or just trying to watch a movie and these kind of scenes come on and then you start thinking about it thinking about it and can affect your view on certain things and even affect you studying or like doing certain hobbies because you're you become so focused on thinking about that because it gives you some kind of you know all the the feelings and stuff and you get kind of a bit hooked on it for a while so it's kind of scary when that happens honestly as a child and you can't control it in that sense so of course when you're able to control it and you have your own periods of time where you can do that at your own pace and your own uh, enjoyment I I'm not yeah do, go ahead like that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I want to also go into the fact about how like sexualization also happens in songs. But also there's that thing like how even as kids, like you really don't really truly grasp what they might be singing about. Like the rappers, you know, about hooking up. About, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't really want to go into it, but I know you care what I mean. You know, these kind of things. And as a child, like, I have come across many catchy songs that were actually very sexual. And I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just, oh, a nice melody. And then plus, like, as a child, for some reason, like, it was hard for me to grasp lyrics. Or they were, like, and sometimes I would really just remember gibberish from those songs. And just be dancing to the melody and, like, remembering fake lyrics to the songs. The one, you know, that whole thing about how you grew, grow older, revisit those songs, and you're like, oh my gosh, they were so sexual. How was I listening to that? So, I mean, yeah, I feel like in that case, then children might really not understand those songs, and it's fine for them to listen to them, because, like, it's just catchy, you know? You get what I mean? But ultimately, like, in songs, there's still, still a lot of songs. I understand, like, in a rap culture, it's very uh, normal. To, to talk about, to brag about things like sex, about money, about uh, hooking up, all of that. Like, that's their kind of music culture in the sense. I'm not a fan of that. But at the same time, like, I really... I will be lying if I'm saying I don't enjoy those songs. Because <laughs> I, I do. I really like... I mainly enjoy the songs maybe because of the beat. Like, the, the beat is so sick. Like, it's so good. Like, I've been listening to all those trap, hip-hop, rap songs. I have such a good beat. And I'll, try, I'll be trying to ignore the lyrics because they can get very sexual and also very misogynistic. But I just... It's the beat, man. It's the beat. Like, sometimes there'll be some beats that are so good, but the lyrics are trash. The lyrics are so trash. You're like, you ruined such a good beat, such a good melody with your trashy lyrics. <laughs> I'm not saying... I'm not specifying any artist or song, okay? Like, I'm, there, there are a few songs out there like that. And then there are some who are actually good, although they may be sexual, their lyrics are not bad, and beats good. So I'm not trying to generalize, okay? I'm not generalizing this rap culture or music culture as all bad, as all trashy lyrics. No, I'm not doing that. Please don't interpret it that way, because I do listen to this kind of music as well. I do, I do. 
I have listened to it since I was in secondary school. So that that is, yeah, that's something I can say <laughs> regarding this. Uh, yeah. What else can I say about this topic? Uh, but yeah, I am glad that people are trying to educate themselves about this. Uh, and yeah, because it's inevitable, like you will be exposed to it as long as you're living in a place of internet or even just interacting with people in general, you will come across these kind of topics. Uh, it's always going to happen one way or another. But I'm glad that people are trying to bring it across in a more educative, is that a word? In a more educational manner and a more, I guess they try to introduce it in a way that's not like intimidating or yeah but there are still a lot of places on the internet kids can stumble to and go down dark hole and I, I really hope that that doesn't happen to a lot of kids uh, and I mean I really don't know what also goes on in these people's minds of course when they comment such like things on like very normal pictures I don't know if it's uh, maybe maybe it maybe it depends on like the, the date they were having if they were having a day where it was like quite sexually prolific in a certain way then maybe seeing that image was like uh oh hey straight away linked to that maybe they're just generally quite sexually active in their thoughts on the day-to-day -day. that's why they tie this kind of imagery imagery with sexualness sexual sexual stuff or they were just trying to be funny like there are people who like just kind of want to joke about everything or like want to appear funny make something that's make something funny that's not and like sometimes it, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so I mean I really don't know what this person's intentions was but I just feel like just try to keep it to yourself like especially on very on this kind of public platform like if it's a community i understand you know and if it's like an adult post uh or an, or a post that suggests that kind of innuendo then go ahead comment whatever you like yeah yeah i kind of repeated that point many times already so i i hope i got my point across well <laughs> um also regarding this topic I mean, I mean to be honest, it's interesting. Like I could also just talk about the whole concept, concept, concept. Oh, goodness me, it's affecting my speech, and I can't even control that. And no, I'm just joking. I just stumbled. Um, or did I? Okay. Anyway, uh, just the concept of uh, you know those 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 sexual feelings, desires, thoughts. Like ultimately, if you really go down to the foundation of it all. It is our primal instinct. It's a very normal primal instinct to mate. Like, there's a very basic, you know, nature of it, of that feeling, of why that feeling exists. But the more complex layers that f go behind that feeling also is when those feelings overwhelm you or become too much or become something that, like, you depend on for, like, stress relief or 
generally, you know, if you feel overwhelmed. Um, I don't judge that, right? As long as you're doing it safely, you're not affecting people around you in a bad light or you're corrupting them. You're doing it in your own space, in your own time. Go ahead. You know, you're not harming anybody. You're doing your thing. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, that's when it goes unhealthy, when you actually want to hurt others, when you want to corrupt others, when you find satisfaction. Like, like there's this whole kink sphere, right, that exists. And a lot of people judge each other's kinks when, like, we're all human. We all have our own embarrassing or, not embarrassing, I'd say, but I guess, yeah, very personal kinks that we may feel like are very, like, maybe morally wrong or not very good or okay i don't really know how to phrase it but yeah there are certain kinks that are definitely much more judged are judged more heavily than others uh, by people like there are some very normal kinks that people have things like either like the way they like to be touched or the the kind of words you like to hear or the things they like to see when they're engaging in those acts Okay, no, that can also be uh, questionable, these kind of things. But I'm not going to go too much into that, alright? I'm just really, like, if you're not in that person's shoes, like, don't say shit, right? Like, like... Uh, so, yeah, I'm not here to kink shame. Like I said, I really am not here to do that. So... But yeah, I'm just here to say, like, there are some very normal, uh, popular kinks people have. And then there are those that are less norm, less I guess normal or like less popular. I would say rather than normal, less popular. Yeah, because I have actually met a person in my life. I don't talk to them, obviously. Although it was just I knew them for a period of time, where they had questionable kings. Like it was a king that was not good for them, and was not good for the person they would like to do it with. Un like unless that person also likes what that particular kink so yeah when i found out about that kink i was like Ugh, i really don't feel comfortable around this person anymore like i feel like i can't trust them and yeah sometimes it happens like that you know uh doesn't mean they're a bad person per se but they they also become a bit more questionable and like what are their motives towards you right or like so that's that's one thing as well and i mean also actually i can talk about how we shouldn't shame i kind of brought it up along the way about how we shouldn't shame how sexual someone is or how not sexual someone is it, just like how certain people are more are more attracted to certain kinds of foods or some people really like alcohol and some don't don't like it's the same with this you know and there i think there's also this whole argument about how if you're not sexual enough or like if you don't meet someone's needs sexually in a relationship or even in a hookup or like, that means you're not sexually competent, or that means, that, oh, like, you're less human. Like, that really shouldn't be the case. It really shouldn't. <clears throat> because it's so different for everyone. 
there are some people who engage in these acts um, only maybe with the per with the person they 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 love like if they're in a relationship they want to do it and then there are some people who don't need to be in a relationship to do it with someone else they like to hook up they like to i guess play around i'm not really i guess that's a no yeah that's a term i can use um then there are also people who don't want to engage in it or only engage in it specifically when they're like very stressed and like that's a very Yes, fast way of relieving that stress. So, and then, yeah, it's very different for everyone. And as an asexual, I can say that I'm probably the most prejudiced person in this category because I have like close to no sexual feelings for people or the need to do it. I absolutely don't want and I don't have the need to engage in any sexual acts. It's very rare for me to even actually end up doing anything so the yeah <laughs> yeah our category asexuals aromatics we're the most prejudiced because people for some reason feel like we're alien or we're like not human because like i say like the foundation the core of that sexualness is that it's that primal instinct to mate and when I, we don't have it does that what make us non-primates? We don't want to mate? Then what does that make us? Nothing. <laughs> like, we, we, we live to just uh, grow up and... I mean, there are people, there are asexuals and aromatics who do have sex just to have kids. Because they want to have kids, they want to continue their family line. But they only do it for kids. You know, they don't actually want to do it because they enjoy it. There are also people like that. Then there are also, uh, I have mentioned, there are still sexually driven parents as well who want to have kids but they also want to just do it for fun. It may be a bit traumatizing to some children, but that's something. So then there are people who don't want to have kids at all and just want to do that purely for the pleasure. Yeah, there's a lot of different people in that aspect. We should just learn to respect and accept that we're all here together on this earth and give each other their distance, their their time, their own... Leave, leave them be, right? As long as you're not harming anyone, that's fine. So, yeah. Really hope I didn't trigger anyone in this podcast. That's really not my intention. Yeah. Yeah, as an asexual, I really try to be respectful in this sense as well, because considering we're a minority in this world, in this sexual world, we have to be very careful with what we say, because people can easily point fingers at us and say, oh, you don't know what it's like, you don't know what it feels like, you don't have that urge, or you... So, don't bother talking about us, you know, if you never experienced it or you don't want to, which is very true. I understand that argument. I, I have nothing to say against that. And this is true. As long as you've not been in the shoes of the person, you really wouldn't know. But I do have experience with these kind of things. I have seen certain things. I have met people. So I do have 
the right to express an opinion on it. Because I have... I'm living in this world. Like I said, I've had my own fair share of experiences. So yeah, I have developed an opinion. So it's not an opinion that I pulled out of my ass, you know. It's, it's really not something I just say for the sake of saying it without backing myself up or judge people. Like with the intention to only just judge because I, I couldn't know better or educate myself. No, I educate myself. It's what I learned throughout my years as I matured that I really should watch my mouth and I should educate myself on something if I wanna kind of throw my opinion out there. I mean, we can say our opinions when we're not educated yet because like you don't really know that you need to be educated on it until you say your opinion, right? Yeah, that's one thing. But still, try to be careful. Like, anyway. Because even... Uh, it's a bit more forgivable if people are not educated about it. That's forgivable. If you're, But if you're educated on it and you choose to still uh, have a very biased view towards something, then that's already your fault. That's kind of like you're just not respecting people. That's not what I'm here to do on this podcast. Uh, but yeah, I think I'll stop it there because I'm not very sure kind of elaborated on everything I wanted to about this uh, and uh, yeah oh yeah one one thing I can say I talked about liminal spaces in this podcast and I actually made a podcast called uh, aesthetic spaces it's kind of the same thing so if you're if you uh, are suddenly interested in what that means you can check out that podcast I made but yeah until then I'll see you next time and I, I hope you uh, enjoyed regardless this podcast maybe it taught you something or maybe uh, now you have something to think about uh now maybe you are introduced to a new perspective yeah that, that, that's that's what i'm here for but yeah till next time bye guys have a good day So now you've reached the end of my podcast. Uh, it would be great if you could actually follow my Instagram page at Puzzle Home Podcast. That's where I post uh, weekly updates of my podcast. And there, it's also a platform where you can actually recommend me some topics that I can talk about. And possibly, yeah, talk about and help you. So yeah, follow my Instagram. <laughs>